Suffolk Pod Show is produced and managed by podtalk.co.uk. I'm Mark Mason. And I'm Susanna Hornby. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Suffolk Pod Show. In this episode we talk to two Suffolk authors. First up to the mic is Heidi Franklin who has recently published her book Gordon's Favourite Place. And then Sue Thompson who talks about her book Spending a Penny in Southworld. And now that we've moved into our 50s of episodes, here's an original guest, the brilliant Heidi Franklin from Wild Play Limited. Hello, Heidi. Hello, how are you? Uh, I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Very, very well, although it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, it has. Do you want to know how long? I dread to think. Time is still in a weird kind of way, hasn't it? Uh, 18 months since we last spoke to you. Oh, my goodness. I know. That's crazy. It's and, crazy. And the amount, the amount that you've done in between then and now is quite extraordinary. But I think where we should start is telling, because we have a whole load more listeners now. And so, Heidi, sure. would you mind telling everybody about Wild Play, what you do and, and how it works? Absolutely. So uh, Wild Play is run by myself and mm-hmm. my business partner, Denise. Uh, we are a health, wellness and education business mm-hmm. uh, that runs from a beautiful woodland in Suffolk. Mm-hmm. And we work with people of all ages to promote the benefits of spending time outdoors. In a nutshell, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so we work with everything from mums and newborn babies, literally weeks old, mm-hmm. uh, right the way up to corporates, holiday clubs, birthday parties, family events. We work with charities and different community organisations. You name it, we, we we kind of do it outside, really. And it's it's fabulous. Our motto is that people leave us feeling better than when they arrived. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we hold very true to our hearts, um, that the experiences that we provide for people make them feel better for spending time outside. And it's true because, um, I mean, you only need to look at your website, read your um, social posts and what have you. And genuinely, people are smiling, they're laughing, happy, and it looks like you can do all sorts of exciting things in your space. Absolutely, we can. We, you know, the woodland that we that we utilise is absolutely stunning, and we do. We 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 mix it up. We provide. We basically provide bespoke service. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if an organisation comes to us and they've got, you know, a group of employees, for example, that they particularly want to reward or focus on or support. We tailor everything to 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 what their needs and, and desires are. Really, mm. it's the same if somebody organises a birthday party. No two birthday parties are ever the same with us. Literally, mm. um, everything is is tailored uh, because we just feel very strongly that people need value for money. They've always needed value for money. Mm. And if you're really going to create impact and have positive outcomes for people, you have to tailor what you do to suit mm. the needs of your clients that you work with. And as a company, if I wanted to come to you and bring, bring a team, they would have a day or half a day together doing something constructive outside, obviously, but also kind of food can be involved. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Food can be involved. Um, yeah, we do. We literally do tailor it to, to mm. what our clients want. So, yeah. for example, a couple of weeks ago, we ran an event for some NHS staff and it was involved workshops. It involved time for them to, to chill out, really, and, mm. and relax and, mm. and, and chat to each other, which is really important. Um, but we laid on absolutely fully catered uh, for day for them, mm. um, which was wonderful. So mm. it's we really do kind of, as I say, tailor it to what our client needs mm. and as you say recharge the batteries and people feel better sure. when they leave <laughs> quite simply they yeah 
they really do and it's it's you know there's a lot more to it than uh than just you know sitting around the fire and, and having a chat i can yeah. assure you um but but you know the impact of of that time outside and how how it's spent yeah. is what makes all the difference really yeah i can imagine so i know you're really busy with that and you do all sorts of other things as well you have your um your wild connections which is a sort of small business group as well uh, but now you've decided hey i'm going to write a book in all my spare time i mm. know crazy right <laughs> <laughs> Before we talk about it in detail, what, how, when did this first occur to you that you are a a great author and b you've got time to do that? I still don't actually know the answer to either of those two questions, Susanna. <laughs> so basically, I'd, I, it's something I'd wanted to do for a long time. Mm. It always sort of been on the wish list, really, I suppose. And I think that from the very beginning, when we started Wild Play four years ago literally we were we were just racking up all these case studies of the impact of of what we were doing mm. particularly on young people and and you just sort of log them all in your head we you know never wrote them down didn't really do anything with it and certainly during after that first lockdown that summer when we were allowed to open back up again mm-hmm. uh we put our our education hats right back on because a lot of what we were doing that, that summer with our explorers holiday club was absolutely you know full-on nurture it was um, emotional health and wellness and a lot of attachment challenges for children and their families because of course they hadn't left Mm. their parents you know for for Mm. however long Um, so all of those things I think I've just been mulling it over and in fact one of our muddy hogs toddler group one of our mums uh, had been with us for for quite a while pre pre pandemic, and it gradually I gradually learned that she could draw. And in the more I sort of delved into this in a conversation with her, I just knew I had to help her and support her to get her feet off the ground, really, mm. because clearly she was an incredibly talented young lady. Um, and I just thought she has to do something with this talent. And the more I spoke to her, and obviously with her child coming to our sessions, the more the penny kind of slowly started to drop for me. Mm. That between the two of us you know now was the time for me to start to put some of my case studies that Denise and I had gathered uh, to put some of those case studies down on paper really and mm. I think with the pandemic and the impact of that you know I just saw that there's there's a bit of a gap there in terms of children's books and supporting the the things that I've, that I've been writing about really so yeah I just spoke to Jade who, who's now my illustrator and mm-hmm. said look you know how about this and um and that's that's where it started really mm. and I think the key thing for me was not to give myself any pressure because obviously juggling several other things at the same time, I didn't want to put myself under under that that stress mm. of writing the book. So it was very much just a as and when and was sort of on the back burner, then came to the front a little bit and then dropped back a little bit. Yeah. Um, but eventually, I, I, you know, it was kind of, right, I think we're good to go. Mm. And Gordon's favourite place, which is such a cool title, by the way. And as you've just been talking about, Jade, the illustrations are gorgeous. I mean, the water, they're watercolours, aren't they? And they, it, it's so beautiful. It, 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 as a child, I would look at that book and just know I want to read that story. And that's just from the front cover. Oh. No, it's, it's yeah. a stunning she's, book. She's super talented, super talented. And I think because she knows our woodland, she knows how we work and the characters that that you know I wanted to put into the book mm-hmm. I think it's worked really well and mm-hmm. every single illustration is based in our woodland mm-hmm. now Gordon himself or itself he's yes. a, what is yes. what is he 
or she? Yeah, you're not <laughs> the first person to ask me that. Gordon can be whatever you would like mm-hmm. him, she, it to be. Mm-hmm. To me, he's, he's he's a big bundle of fluff mm-hmm. um, and he's, he's quite a vulnerable soul, is mm-hmm. Gordon. Um, he, he lacks a bit of confidence and uh, gets quite anxious about a few things. Um, and needs his his best buddy Herbert to give him some support sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but he can he can very much be whoever you want him to be. Mm. I think I think he is a almost a culmination of all sorts of different personalities and people. He and um, he's going to represent, isn't he? As you just said, he's anxious. He's going to have the mindset of how old is Gordon roughly? Again, he, he can be <laughs> however old you want him to be. There yeah. is no age limit on Gordon. Mm. And in some ways, you, you know, when you read the story, you, you see him as being really quite young. Mm. In other parts of the book, I think he seems much older. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I've purposely, you know, delivered this so that lots of those questions are open-ended. Mm. Um, and very much the idea was that uh, if a parent is reading this book with their child, there's lots of conversation that can occur mm. um, as they read through and mm. um, questions can be asked and, you know, ideas can come out of it so that it isn't, you know, just a right or wrong. It's very open ended and that's deliberate. Mm. And it's funny, you know, after you've just been saying after this pandemic and the, and children have lost out so much, you know, as adults, we've lost, I don't know, three percent of our lives but they've lost 25 percent of it you know they have had not had that chance to develop and will have all these anxieties that we never had and i think gordon looks like um the very person who can take a child on that journey that will bring out and take away that anxiety from the adventures he's about to have which we're not going to go too much into because i don't want to give away (laughs) too much of your brilliant book but i definitely want to know who herbert is so herbert is the muddy hogs mascot at Mm. wild play Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he Herbert literally does come to every session. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, a, he's a little cuddly, furry uh, hedgehog that we have, and everybody loves Herbert. Um, he's mm-hmm. also been transformed into our Wild Play uh, clothing range, mm. uh, which is super cool. Yeah. Um, but he, yeah, he, he was just a natural choice yeah. for me to sort of overlap into the book, really, and I really wanted him to be, you know, the champion uh, for Gordon, he is—he is the best buddy. He—he he really does look after him mm. and care for him, and teaches him a few things as well, mm-hmm. and gives him all the moral support that he needs. Yeah, and I believe that Gordon and Herbert will go on. There's more to come. Well, I'm hoping so. <laughs> yes, uh, book number two is in draft form as we speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I'm not putting myself under any pressure. Mm-hmm. Although there is part of me that is still saying, "Come on, just do it. Just hurry up. Get on with it." Mm. Um, so yeah, the the next adventure is 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 kind of in draft form, really. Book one is very much an introduction. Mm. Uh, I would say it's an introduction to the location, to the characters, mm-hmm. and a little bit of an insight into their personality really and book two is very much more getting into the nitty-gritty of some of the challenges that Gordon faces mm. and I think um I know if I'd read it as a as a child I just definitely want to stay with those two and and go with them on their not not just their physical journey but their emotional journey as well it's so clever Heidi Oh, thank you. It is. It <laughs> really hope, is. I hope other people think that too, Susanna. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure they will. Now, it's published, obviously. And um, who, where, where can we buy 
So people can buy it directly from me through my email, mm-hmm. uh, which is just booksbyheidifranklin at gmail.com. There is also uh, some copies at the Museum of East Anglian Life in Stowe Market mm-hmm. and at Dial Lane Bookshop in Ipswich. Yep. And I believe there's just one or two copies left in the bookshop in Dis as well. Right. That's a lovely bookshop. We know that bookshop well. It so, is. Yeah. Really lovely. Okay. So congratulations on it. Thank you. You must be about to win an award for it, or has that already happened? You're always winning awards, Heidi. Oh, no, 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 I'm really not. I wish I, I, wish I was winning a few more right now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's just it's just something that I've, I've wanted to do, and mm. I hope if it can inspire one child or one family, um, then that has to be a good thing. Mm. And it is, it's just that, that promotion and that, you know, emotional wellness that Mm. we all need uh, support with sometimes. Mm. Um, and that's, that's the aim. It really is. Mm. Um, I would love to be able to write more, um, of the, of the, the different ideas that I have for for Gordon and Herbert and, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Mm. The more, the more people that buy it, the more I can write. (laughs) And there it (laughs) is. Well, um, congratulations again. It's a lovely, Thank lovely you. book. And we look forward to watching its journey. And we hope very much that you continue with the series. And um, we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, Heidi. <laughs> look forward to it. Thank you so much. Hello, Sue. How are you? Hello. Yes, I'm fine. Thank you. Yes. Sue, we're going to be talking to you about spending a penny in Southwold, which is a very funny book i have to say and no it is it's great it made me giggle all the way through good good that's why i wrote it (laughs) i think i definitely got your humor yes yes that's that's the way i write i can't write any other way i'm not a serious writer i'm just here to make people happy well it did that it certainly did that but before we start talking about this book when did you first start writing I started writing back in, well, 2015, really. Mm -hmm. I, uh, when we came to Suffolk in 2013, I wrote down lots of stories about our move because we came from a very, very busy town called Rayleigh, Essex. Mm -hmm. We had to settle in very quickly, not knowing a soul. And we made friends by saying yes to every silly thing that turned up. (laughs) And I started jotting down stories, never intending to do anything further would then something happen to make me write book mm. and 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 i think we should say first because you you just mentioned that you lived outside suffolk so let's mm-hmm. jump to that why did you move to suffolk uh, we moved to Suffolk from a very, very busy town area near Southend where we'd lived all our lives. Mm-hmm. And we used to come up here every year um, with our caravan and we absolutely fell in love with Suffolk and then we decided to move here for good. Yeah. And whereabouts are you right now? At the moment, we're in Saxmundham. We moved last year from Hoseley, mm. where we'd been for 10 years. But the reason we moved was we wanted to live somewhere with public transport, mm. so we're, we're more um, settled here. Mm-hmm. You're not one for the roads, Sue? No, I'm absolutely terrified of driving. <laughs> Nothing terrifies me more. And I go into this in a lot of detail in my books. It's a big feature of my personality. <laughs> now, um, you've written other books too, and, and I know that you're a poet too, but let, can we just talk about Spending a Penny in Southwold? What inspired this beautiful book? 
Right. Well, Spending in uh, Penny and Southwell started out as a very different kind of book. In 2018, I started writing to encourage tourists to come to Suffolk for mm -hmm. the food and the scenery. And I spent about two years writing that. And then the pandemic happened mm. and tourists weren't allowed to come. So I got rid of all my writing and then my husband said well it would be a shame to waste it all you've got all these short stories so I wrote lots of daft stories about what we did in the lockdown <laughs> it's, it's... lots of stories about hair cut, cutting my own hair uh, cleaning the house till three in the morning doing jigsaw puzzles until I fell over just all kinds of silly lockdown stories and then a few poems as well and yeah that's that that's how the mm. book came to be. But you have included some really great anecdotal stories from Suffolk itself. For example, Southwold and Alborough. Am, am I saying Alborough wrong? It is Aldiburg, apparently. <laughs> Our neighbours called it Aldiburg. So instead of correcting them, we decided to follow their lead. And uh, that's, <laughs> it's become Aldiburg ever since. So I just hope Alborough can forgive us now we live so close to it. <laughs> I think it might. Just don't say it too loudly in those little beautiful streets. And it is a beautiful, no. beautiful coastal town, though, isn't it, Alborough? Yes, and this is this is why I put it in the book. I put all my favourite places. Mm. I try to suggest things that tourists might like to try, and just different places to go to. Mm. And and you've got some definite favourite places. I see there's somewhere in Orford. Now, is that where you at that? I'm not going to give the book away completely, but you had quite a nice cake there. Yes, we, we had Eccles cakes in the Pump Street Bakery. Mm. The weather was 33 degrees. Oh. We sat inside with all the windows open. We had two Eccles cakes. We felt rather sick. Then we had a cup of tea and just sat around and talked. And it was a very lovely, memorable day. I can recommend them. <laughs> I think, um, and the way you write about your experiences... And not forgetting Ipswich too, which um, is quite interesting the way you, you wrote in there about some people love Ipswich, some people don't. But of course, Ipswich is a big, yeah. very changing, dynamic town now in such a short time. I get too. very angry with people who just run down Ipswich because read things in the papers about terrible things that happen everybody runs down it which i think it's lovely mm. if you look closely enough just look up instead of looking down it's a very beautiful place mm. and there's a there's an awful lot of money being spent too I mean, it is beautiful around the marina it is beautiful mm -hmm. um that some of those back streets are some lovely old buildings there. And there's a great vibe. It's a massive mix-up of people too. And it's an exciting place to be. Yes, we, we were very lucky on the day we went. It was a very, very special day, which is the reason I put it in the book. Yeah. Uh, my husband has had a lot of ill health. He fell over. People picked him up, took him into the Portuguese cafe. <laughs> uh, they gave us free coffees. They offered us cakes. It was just a <laughs> magical day. And I said, it's which isn't terrible. Terrible. It really isn't. Mm. And mm. the shops, people say there are no shops. If you look closely enough, there are lots of lovely shops in Ipswich. So, yes, <laughs> bit of a beef of mine. <laughs> so writing is your passion, obviously. And mm -hmm. we're going to tell everyone where they can get hold of the book. In fact, no, I want to talk just a little bit more about publishing. You've been published 
I published myself. I right. tried to get my book published. Um, the publishers I approached said I was too niche. And so I'd written all my books by hand in notebooks. Mm. I made a friend who helped me actually create a PDF. Then my husband helped me to get it all onto the computer. And then the fun really started. <laughs> I'm going to tell people where they can follow you at the end, but um, we can buy your book in various stores around Suffolk. Yes, you can get it in Dye Lane Books in mm-hmm. Ipswich, which yep. is a very wonderful reason to go to Ipswich. Uh, you can also buy it in the Hellsworth and Alborough bookshops mm-hmm. and Crisps in Saxmundham have sold ever such a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ship to Shore, the new gift shop Woodbridge, mm-hmm. and the general store in Peason Hall. And um, I'm going to be approaching the shops in Southwold as it opens more for the summer. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping to get it into the Southwold gift shop. Yeah, and I, I hope so too, because it is, it's a great little read for something, you know, if you are visiting and you need, you don't want to read just all the basic stuff. It's actually getting a real personality behind your uh, adventures. I'm it, really great. proud of it. And so it's the illustrations. I've got a friend called Lorraine Warner, and she's very, very clever. I told her what I wanted. She did something that was better than what I'd asked for. And mm. I put the drawings in the book, and it really added the charm. Mm. So, yeah, it's worth it just for drawings. And now there's quite a lot of talk about music in this book because that is also another yes. another passion of yours <laughs> yes i i you wouldn't really call me a musician you certainly wouldn't ask me to sing twice but have a lot of fun <laughs> I'm, I'm with a little group called doris and the desperados and we uh once a month we go to butcher's arms in nodishal and we fill the pub and we just sing it's a glorious glorious thing what sort of music is so it it's i think you'd loosely call it folk Mm-hmm. But they're very old songs. They're the kind of songs that everybody knows the words to. Everybody can sing. And if you forget the words, you just make them up as you go along. I so, love that. That yeah, sounds awesome. It's a wonderful thing. Mm. <laughs> I've actually started writing poetry to go with it, and I've written poems for the people there. I wonder if there's time for a quick poem here right now. Do you know them by heart? Do you have to read them? Uh, would you like to hear the ukulele play? It's the one that I wrote for my husband. Yes, we'd love it. Right, sit comfortably. Here right. it comes. <laughs> right, okay, thank you. This is my poem for my husband, and it's called The Ukulele Player. <laughs> the ukulele player is a jolly sort of chap. He likes his songs traditional. He doesn't care for rap. He's not a fan of Eminem, Jay-Z or Curtis Blow. Run DMC or Dr. Dre, he'd tell them where to go. He's fond of a sea shanty or a merry Irish jig, a tune to make you tap your feet as on your beer you swig. He doesn't mind if you join in or if you're out of tune, and if you should forget the words, just tap it with your spoon. He likes to jam along with friends who join him in the pub, the castle or the Blacksall ship, at these he is the hub. He'll play folk, blues or country. He'll even take requests. Over the hills and far away is the one they like the best. But the ukulele player has ambition to succeed. He's got more ukuleles than a man could ever need. So if you need an artist to perform at your big day, call the ukulele player and he'll be there straight away. That's my poem for my (laughs) husband. That's fantastic, Sue. There's a bit of... Pam Ayres there. There's something that is very comedic. 
I absolutely love Pamela. I think she's wonderful. So uh, all her books. So when I read them, I sometimes hear my own voice chuntering away as well. So uh, <laughs> no, definitely thought of that. So um, right, you love playing live music and I know you love pubs too come on tell us the best pub in Suffolk why also swiffing go there don't miss it it's wonderful the white horse in swiffing the white horse in sweat swiffling oh sorry (laughs) swiffling yes it's very hard to find I've written a poem about that as well how hard it is to find but it's well worth a visit it has no bar it just has a tap room everybody talks to everybody else they have music um you name it they have basically we're having the life brian screen there on wednesdays brilliant it's that kind of place Uh yeah Uh wonderful now um before we go we need to know how um, people can follow you are you Mm -hmm. on social media Yes, I'm on Instagram. I'm at the analog author. At the analog author. And at the analog author, yes, because all my books are written in pencil. And um, I'm on Facebook just as Sue Thompson author. Mm. So um, everybody listening, go and follow Sue because she's bound to make you giggle. And just a final <laughs> question. <laughs> what's next? Uh, what's next is performance poetry. I've over my stage fear I want to go on Folk East if it's possible um, I've started performing at the White Horse in Swiffling once every other month reading my daft poetry and I do it in Woodbridge as well sometimes so you can see me on the stage and throw things <laughs> Hardly Hardly, well thank you Sue mm. for spending some time with us today, that was really thank kind you. of you yeah, thank you for ringing me. That's a pleasure and, and good luck with the book sales. Thank you. Thanks, Bye. Sue. Take care. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the Suffolk Pod Show. Find us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Or you can visit our website, podtalk.co.uk. And here's our disclaimer. The Suffolk Pod Show will not be held responsible for any omissions or errors in its podcast. The Suffolk Pod Show is produced purely for entertainment purposes. Views and opinions are that of our own or that of our guests.